Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by Rudy. Rudy, pause just before you get into our sponsor. I I have a special announcement to make. Oh, okay, yeah. So I um I just wanted to let Gold Cats Nation and everyone know, friends, family, I have a ruptured Achilles tendon, and I will not be playing for the 49ers for the duration of the season. I will be going on season-ending IR. Are you serious? Facts. That's it, huh? Facts. How did you do this? Um, just watching the 49ers, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. That's all it took. And uh, I know you're telling me the truth. This is actually, this really did happen to you. Um, even uh, even we here at the Goldcast have been injured. Raymond was physically injured. Our video was 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 visually injured. Last week, this has been a, an, an injury-filled season for even the Goldcast. Uh, but we are back. And guess what? Guess who's back to? Our boy, one of our favorite people in the whole world, Johnny Dell. He's back on the show to do our midseason review. We were very excited after going into that Seahawks game. But boy, how much changes can occur in just a week. We, it was, uh, we we're definitely not the midseason review we were hoping for. But uh, it, either, way, either way, it's great to have Johnny Dell back on the show. And it Raymond, is. before we bring him on, why don't you let them know where can they find us? You can follow us on Instagram at the Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore Goldcast. And be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that podcasts are syndicated. We are there. Just look for the name The Goldcast. And there you will find us in all of our beautiful glory. All five years of back catalog dating all the way back to old man Davis times. And you can listen to all of our glorious episodes. So be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. If you want to get into the discussion, YouTube's probably the best place for that just because they have the nice comment thread uh, just below the videos. And that's really where a lot of our fans go to uh, congregate and talk about all of all things 49ers or Bay Area sports. So like, subscribe, and comment. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to hit the little notification bell. That way you get notified when our episodes go live, which is weekly, uh, usually Mondays, Tuesdays. Or sorry, Mondays and Thursdays, if not Tuesdays and Fridays. That's right. Make sure you're hopping on there. And this video, you will finally get to see Johnny Dell's handsome face. Finally get to see the man's face. Uh, we've already looked at the footage and double-checked it ahead of time. Uh, it is looks perfect. It looks fantastic. So um, head over to YouTube.com slash The Goldcast to watch the video version of this week's episode. This is going to be our mid-season review. We're going to touch a little bit on the Green Bay game, but not a whole lot. There really wasn't a whole lot to say. This was more a discussion about the state of the 49ers in 2020, what the outlook is for the rest of the season, and of course, all of the discussion about Johnny, uh, about Jimmy G, the offensive line, the strength and conditioning program, and that's really what we spend a lot of this episode is just kind of unpacking a lot of the discussion that's going around 49ers uh, you know, 49 are faithful and around, you know, the uh, social media with all with uh, with our team. Right. And we were going we were going to do that anyways, you know, because uh, it just the scheduling was kind of weird this week because the Niners had a Thursday game, 
we always record our preview episodes on Thursday night, so we didn't have a formal preview of the Packers-Niners game, but um, I can certainly say that uh, I wasn't surprised by the results, um, but uh, glad to have Johnny on to definitely talk about, you know, state of the 49ers. Absolutely. And so here we go. Your professor of fanalism. I'm in the building. The greatest fanalist in the game. He's here too. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sousa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis I, baby. And our esteemed co-host, Johnny Dell. Yeah, Johnny, welcome back, buddy. How you welcome doing? Back. I am doing all right. Uh, as good as uh, any 49ers fan can be right now, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. This is uh, as we talked about last week. Uh, Johnny is back with us. This is kind of our mid-season review of what started as a started as a revenge season and has quickly turned into a survival mode season. <laughs> it's not even about revenge. It's about just getting through it uh, at all. You know, we, we, we had the biggest hopes. And at the beginning of this season, I remember, Raymond, you saying in our season preview episode that really the main thing that could – the only thing that could really stop the 49ers from getting back to the Super Bowl this year was health. And that is exactly – what has occurred health has literally devastated this team at such a level that i mean it's even brought into question whether or not jimmy jimmy garoppolo is even going to be our quarterback next year i did not expect at this point in the season we would be having questions and conversations about the future of jimmy garoppolo as our quarterback uh that's probably been one of the one of the one of the roughest things to happen aside from many other things, but um, just going into this, Johnny, you're our guest. I want to start with you. Mid-season, uh, I'm going to ask those tough questions. So first of all, I know Raymond said last week he felt like the revenge season was certainly over. I think we could probably all agree on that. But where where do you, where does this team, where do you think the next eight weeks looks like? I mean, are we, are we now looking at a uh, possible top five draft pick? Are we? Are we looking at? Are we looking at Jimmy G not coming back? What do you think the next eight weeks spells for the 49ers? Uh, rough. I mean, it's it's going to be a time when you're looking for glimmers of hope for the next season. Uh, we thought we were over those years. We went through so many of those years, um, and. We were certain that this was gonna, this wouldn't be the team that would do the Harbaugh, that would look so good, and then seem to just fall off a cliff, especially due to injuries. And so, this year is is it's gonna be rough because you're not only seeing injuries to um, veterans, you're seeing injuries to young guys that you want to see get reps and you want to see get better. And there, it's happening in so many places, it's becoming hard to evaluate. It really is. I mean, when you're looking at the passing game right now, if you're trying to evaluate receivers with the way that our offensive line has been performing, can you honestly evaluate even our young receivers? Can you honestly evaluate our quarterbacks? 
And that's why I think it's it's interesting when Kyle Shanahan was talked this was asked this week about Jimmy Garoppolo, he said, "I don't think we the, the the last few games has really meant anything as far as our what we think about Jimmy Garoppolo. We I know I have a pretty good idea about Jimmy. Um, he he's already knows what he has in his quarterback. Uh, I think he knew that before the season started. I don't th- I think that's there's an outside perspective that this year was a wait and see with Jimmy." I don't think that's the case with, with Kyle. I think he either knows what he has and he either wants to move on or he doesn't. Um, I don't think there's a lot of a, a lot of middle ground. I do think we will address the quarterback position in the offseason, if nothing else, to get a better backup. I mean, uh, if you, you have to ask the question, if C.J. Beathard is not starting over, over Nick Mullins, from what we have seen from Nick Mullins in – the Sunday night game from the Rams and what you saw from him on the field tonight, what does that say about C.J. Beathard? And then also you look at Nick Mullins. Uh, while I, the guy can make enough plays and, and put up yards. He puts the ball in harm's way far too many times to be comfortable with him. If, he, if, if, if whoever our starting quarterback, if it's Jimmy next year or it's somebody else, is Nick Mullen somebody that if that guy goes down for three games, you are you will feel confident that he's not going to lose you two of those three by putting the ball in harm's way? And I, I don't see that. So I think regardless, I do see us addressing it, if nothing else, to get a backup. I As far as Jimmy goes and the rest of this season with that, um, I, I don't see them moving on from him next year. I see maybe a restructured contract, something that maybe – puts him on a per game bonus basis to take into account the injury history now i mean we have to figure that in whether you love him whether you hate him whether you think he's our guy whether you're not the fact is he's going to be missing almost two full seasons in three years that is something that has to be taken into account now personally i think the bet the best option going forward is you address the position in the draft and you keep you stay with Jimmy, and and you maybe rework that contract. I've heard this idea that you know the 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 advantage of having a rookie con rookie quarterback contract, right? Maybe you guys have heard that. I don't know that that gives us a competitive advantage because you've seen that with teams over the last few years. But to me, I, to, that says you're punting away the next two years. You're punting away twenty twenty one, and you're pun, punting away twenty twenty two because. It's going to take a quarterback by the third year, especially in Shanahan's system, as a rookie coming in before I think he will be at a place to lead this team into a deep playoff contention. And, I mean, look look at the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. He was in his third season when they win a Super Bowl. It's not in his second season. It's not in his first season. So, to me, if you're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo and going with a rookie, whether it be Trevor Lawrence or Mac Jones, um, you uh, do you really think we're going to be in contention 2021 2022 we're not i just don't see it happening and by 2023 look at the amount of large contracts we have coming up we've lost whatever advantage we had so it's going to be it's going to be a wash you're going to have fred warner coming up you're going to have nick bosa coming up you're going to have uh dre greenlaw coming up you're 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 going to end up having that offset of the advantage that you had with a rookie contract. And now you really do have big contracts. The difference was that you made yourself non-competitive completely in 2021, 2022. And so 
Uh, as far as Jimmy, I don't think we move on from him next year. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. Um, I think Kyle will let us know that probably uh, right around March. <laughs> um, but as far as the rest of the season goes, you know, it's looking for those those bright lights uh, in the darkness, like the Patrick Willis was for years, and Joe Staley was for years, and Frank Gore was for years. Um, it's looking for those guys that that are, you know, the young guys that we have. Are they going to step up? So that's what I'm looking for for the rest of this year, and see, you know, is there anybody on this offensive line worth keeping? Um, right now, it's not looking good. It definitely isn't, and I like that you said that. I said that in last week's episode, too, that the un, the unsung culprit in this, Jimmy's getting so much flack, undeservedly, I'll be honest. That's this, that's truly what I think, um, um, undeservedly. But the real culprit, the one who, the, the scapegoat that, no, that nobody's mentioning is the, the offensive line. The, the offensive line's job is to protect... Jimmy G and I said this joke for years and I've said it on the show a million times that you know if his grandmother goes in for a kiss on Thanksgiving I want an offensive lineman there to slap her arm down you know like I want I want no one to touch Jimmy G for the, his entire uh career that he's with us and this offensive line's inability to protect Jimmy G uh, you know or any quarterback that's back there for that any quarterback yeah it is I mean it really is Trent Williams not bad but you know, Staley's well, he even, missed. He didn't even play this game. Yeah, he didn't even COVID. play this game. He's yeah. part of the handicap list. Mm-hmm. And then uh, McGlinchey, you know, our, our big boy from Notre Dame, he's been getting burned a lot too. And then obviously, I mean, obviously we are so susceptible at guard and center. And we have been the entire time under Shanahan's regime. We all know that they wanted the uh, McGlinchey's boy uh, from Indianapolis, that's when Indianapolis, the guard that they have, we were gunning for him, but then we couldn't get him, so we got they, uh, Indianapolis got him first. What's his name? I kept with him. Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Yeah, that was the guy I wanted us to get. I remember I wanted him real bla- bad, but we got McGlinchey, but McGlinchey not quite Quentin Nelson level, um, but we really this offensive line. It's the part that no one seems to be addressing. Everyone wants to give Jimmy a hard time, but it's like, okay, wait a minute, but this guy is literally running for his life back there every single game this season, you know? And it's running it's, for his life on one leg. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. that's what you have to figure in. I mean, just just look at tonight's game and the 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 debacle that was tonight's game, and you watch Justin School get beat over and over and over and over again against a, a decent. Pretty good pass rusher. Think about 2019. That was Jimmy Garoppolo's starting left tackle for six games. I mean, we see that we, we think about how much Jimmy Garoppolo covered up Justin School in 2019, and the run game ch- covered him up. He looked horrible tonight. And we're not talking about that he went against guys that were a lesser talent than Preston Smith. He went against Chandler Jones. And he went against Miles Garrett. Um, you know, I would say that both those guys are, are better pass rushers than Preston Smith. And we won those games, especially the, the Browns game. We blew them out. You know, this is this is a serious issue that this offensive line is, is terrible from top to bottom. I mean, we started uh, Tom Compton at right guard in tonight's game. And then who was the guy that he got? He got injured. And somebody replaced him, and I can't remember the guy's name who came in. Uh, it was some guy that I think it was an undrafted free agent, maybe this last year. You know, it's just it's it's the offensive line is a mess, and th- it's time to start investing some serious assets and hitting on those assets. McGlinchey looked great, but it's I don't I don't know. 
Yeah. Raymond, let's pass it on to you, Ray. Mid-season, here we go. What state of the 49ers not exactly what we expected you know where are you at what what's what what do you what what can you add to what we've already discussed about where all these holes are well i'll start with the game um the game is exactly what i expected it to be um with all of the injuries and with covid taking out three other key players that, that as you pointed out before off air they were really the only kind of glimmer of hope that we had at competing in this contest and once you pulled them out um there was really nothing left but third stringers and in the case of our cent yeah our center is a third stringer grasso is a third stringer um i expected exactly what we got today so it wasn't like i had optimism going into the game um i expected a loss today because a we've done a horrible job defending home turf this season um, for some reason the niners travel much better than they do at home where they don't have to travel and um, for some reason, uh, the offensive line just continues to take steps backwards. And sooner or later, Nick Mullins is going to go down if this continues. He took five hits today, three sacks. Um, so sooner or later, he's going to we're going to see C.J. Beathard, you know, on, uh, if it's not shitty play that pulls that brings C.J. Beathard and it's going to be injury that brings C.J. Beathard and unless the offensive line does something, because right now. They're kind of like, you know, the the way, the level of play we're getting out of them right now is is just you know it's 2018 level of of play where nothing is going right or 2017 I should say too for that matter, nothing is going right. Nobody who comes in does better. It wasn't like 2019 where the backups were playing just as well as the starters when we had when we were missing McGlinchey and Joe Staley, although there were times you know even in the Green Bay game. I think Justin School got pulled, and we put in somebody else because he was getting beat um, by Smith, and uh, we had he ended up playing better. One of the two, I forget who it was in that first game. Either way, it was a thirty-seven to eight blowout. But at the same time, I mean, I do feel if there's one thing I feel great about, it's the fact that Matt Lafleur can only get a blowout when Kyle Shanahan is playing third, you know, second, third, and fourth stringers on the team, and that's how he gets you know a reverse score from last year whereas last year we beat him twice with all of our best players and all of his best players and both times resulted in devastating blowouts so that makes me feel a little bit good uh, just because and again once again Aaron Rodgers can only beat a 49ers team when they are absolute trash when they are an above 500 team Aaron Rodgers has not beaten us one time he couldn't beat us during Colin the Colin Kaepernick era and he couldn't beat us last year uh, during uh, the uh, very stout 2019 squad so, um, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, the receiver and Nick Mullins was off all night long, even though he ended up with what, 291 yards, one touchdown, one interception, his timing was off because the line just couldn't give him any time. And he was taking hits and is throwing off rhythm because he just had no time. And even when he had a little bit of rhythm, he was still off, you know, Trent Taylor was a non-factor you know what do you do with him what, what what you know he just hasn't been the same since his injury and i don't know if he just needs another year to recoup but so far it's not looking very good for him uh, johnny dell you were talking about how it's really hard to evaluate players uh, i agree jalen hurd i've been excited about for two years straight and two years straight he hasn't even been able to get on the field once 
Um, and he has all the measurements to, to me to be, you know, a Mike Evans type of receiver or, or actually more than Mike Evans. He's, he's more dynamic and more athletic than Mike Evans because he's, he's a former running back. You know, it'd be like if Evans was a running back and then became a wide receiver. But again, this guy can't even get healthy to get on the field. So we can't even see what, he, what he's capable of. Um, at least, you know, and Debo Samuel too. I love Debo Samuel, but Debo Samuel has some health problems as well. Um, Brandon Ayuk had COVID this night, so we couldn't see him. But right now, what I'm seeing is just a team that is completely defunct, completely depleted. There's something weird going on. I don't, you know, Kyle Shanahan fired an entire, a director of, you know, strength and training in order to avoid situations like we're in right now in terms of health. And here we are right back in the same mess. And I think someone from another team who's friends with uh, one of our players said that uh, a Steelers player, he said that they don't wear pads. It was Claypool. Wasn't it Claypool? Yeah. yeah. Claypool, Claypool said, yeah, he said that mm -hmm. they don't wear pads on Thursday. And that's a huge benefit to them being able to sustain their bodies throughout the season. So I wonder if that's something that Kyle Shanahan needs to also consider. And because uh, according to what we've been told, they have a more cohesive strength and training and medical staff than most other NFL teams where those departments are normally separated. Ours have a, a more a, a seamless connectivity between the two so that the two departments can coordinate and really kind of keep players health at the forefront, whether it's on the medical side in terms of, of healing and recovery and versus the, the strength and conditioning side of it. So but despite having that, we still have the most injuries in all of football. Some of it is just picking the wrong apples. And then another part of it, too, is perhaps they are getting a little too worked in practice. Maybe there is a little bit of old school Kyle Shanahan in there because Pittsburgh seems to be chugging along just fine and they don't wear pads on Thursday. So maybe that maybe a small adjustment like that can make a big difference for these guys. But I just know that Lynch is probably also taking a little bit too many Trent Balky like picks, too. I I'm noticing he's I think he's still made way he's a way better gm than trent balky has been in my opinion um with free agents in particular and also some of those draft picks but i also see him taking picking up guys that are injured and hoping that they turn out to be something you know quan alexander lasted a season and a half um you know and that was a, and we paid him a lot of money that was actually not a cheap acquisition d ford another guy um he should be gone by next year i'm hoping he is but uh, there's a lot of there's a more questions that I have for the 49ers and answers right now. The only answers I do have is that we absolutely suck. And it's mostly attributed <laughs> to it's mostly attributed to health. It's not necessarily that we can't execute or we don't have the right pieces. It's just none of the pieces are healthy. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And I think that's I mean, those are really the two culprits, right? The. The, the we're, you know, we're kind of grasping at straws. We're not within inside the organization. So, you know, I'm sure that inside the organization, it's probably a, a, they have a much clearer picture as to what they believe the issues are. But looking from the outside in, we have a lot of issues with the O-line and their ability to protect our quarterback. And then going a step further behind that, uh, the strength and conditioning program seems to kind of feels like it's being called into question again, you know, and, and this is, you know, they got the, the guy that they got was, I believe he was for the Philadelphia Flyers and they were the, they had three years of the most six. They were like the healthiest team for three straight years in the NHL. We pull that guy over to become part of the program over here with the 49ers. And, you know, there's all this discussion last year about the big revamps and everything. And then as you mentioned, you know, here we are again a year later and we have been, the most injured team. I was looking at a couple stats earlier this week. We've been the most injured team for like 
four of the last five years. I mean, this is just consistent. Uh, the, the one consistent problem, you could probably say above all else under Shanahan's regime, the number one hindrance to Shanahan's teams has been health every single year. You know, and going back to um, what you were saying, Johnny, about uh, about uh, about Jimmy Garoppolo, that that's probably the old, that's the tough part, you know. And we, I was saying that too. You know, I I, I know a lot of people were saying that they thought this was a, you know, is this going to be kind of like the the big question mark season for Jimmy G? I I also agree. I don't think Shanahan and Lynch looked at it like that. I think they know what they have in Jimmy. They like what they see, and they're happy with it. That the problem the problem right now is that we're in we're in a position where he has been unable to fulfill his contract of playing being the regular season starting quarterback for 16 games. He's only been able to do that one of the past three years he's played. You know, and he's, so and he's, we, he gets he's very consistent at getting injured every other season. When Kiko Alonso knocked him out in the Miami game when he was covering for Tom Brady. That was in 2016. 2017, he's healthy. He comes over to us uh, in October. He plays five games straight. He looks great. He looks like the second coming of our next uh, franchise quarterback. 2018, he gets hurt in week three. He's done for the year. 2019, he's healthy all year long throughout the playoffs to the Super Bowl. He looks awesome. We're poised to have him set to repeat that process. And what happens in a couple weeks? Now he's done. You know, he's, he's done. He's done for majority of the season. He maybe he'll come back, you know, week 16, 17. But at that point, if they're not even in the playoff run, do you even want to run that risk? Might as well just play. Be playing for the draft at that point. Yeah, exactly. And so you know that the tough part with Jimmy, you know, I I look back and I think to Steve Young, right? You look at Steve Young. Steve Young takes over the team, and it it, it takes him about three to four years to really become the Steve Young Hall of Fame Super Bowl level quarterback great quarterback and um, but it, he grew into that through consistency of play and the problem we have right now with Jimmy is that Jimmy can't, is being denied that same opportunity I said that in the last episode right quarterbacks do one of two things they evolve in this league or they flame out in this league. And that's that's what all starting quarterbacks do. They either evolve and have a successful career or they flame out and after, and, and and then get, you know, spit out of the system. And with Jimmy, we 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 don't have an opportunity to see that because he just can't stay healthy. So what do we do? You know, I mean, I I you know, I I don't think a guy like Kirk Cousins is the answer. Uh, I don't I don't think I don't think Kirk, Kirk he has a really limited ceiling. I mean, I mean, it's so funny how many people talk about they. I look how there's. Have you seen this too, Johnny? There's this narrative online that people think that Kyle like somehow still is gunning for Kirk Cousins. I was like, we've seen the uh, the ceiling for Kirk Cousins, and yeah, and you've seen his floor, and his floor is lower than Jimmy's. I mean, let's just, let's be real about that. We've never seen Jimmy have a three or four interception game. Uh, we've seen him with games where it's been like, whoa. I mean, but you go back. Was it two weeks ago? Uh, Kirk Cousins threw three interceptions and he had like four other balls that were near interceptions. I mean, he, it, it was bad. And so, yeah, Kirk Cousins can have a really low seat, low floor too. So I don't, I don't know about that. I, I think, I think, it, I think Kyle could certainly get the best. I think Kyle could get the most out of him than any other coach he's had in his career. And that's evident in the statistics when he played under Kyle Shanahan versus what he's done in Minnesota, in my opinion. Um, 
I just felt like he looked more comfortable in Kyle's system versus the Minnesota system. So like some weeks it's Dalvin Cook, some weeks it's 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 shitty Kirk Cousins, and then every blue moon you get you get the you like that you get that Kirk Cousins, <laughs> and then that, that's like every every four every quarter every quarter of the season you get that Kirk Cousins, but then the most everything else is defense and Dalvin Cook. Um, but I mean, but again, that's the, uh, the purple people eater cast. If you want to get more information on everything going on with, uh, Kirk cousins, <laughs> but, um, but to me, I, Dell, I'm with you. Um, I, I don't see the Niners parting ways with Jimmy, although I do maybe see them getting a mid or late round quarterback, um, in this upcoming draft to start grooming somebody to, take take the reins in the foreseeable future because one thing i think is consistent with jimmy since at least since he started playing more and that's dating back to 2016 so four seasons or, or yeah four seasons worth we know that jimmy to me jimmy soft that's the big difference between steve young uh, there's a couple differences between steve young and jimmy grapple one steve young was absolute nails um could have been a starting running back in the nfl and uh and steve young could take a hit it take a hit real well. It wasn't until, you know, till his body started to age and he took a blow to the head that, you know, his career took a turn for the worse. But Jimmy is, you know, eight times softer than Steve Young. Um, I wish we had, I wish he had Steve Young's body um, because I don't doubt, I don't doubt Jimmy Garoppolo's mental toughness. It just doesn't translate to his body. You know, his body takes those same hits and it just, it just breaks. And how do you control that? Right? Like what? I mean, I don't know. You can't. You can't. It's not. It's not Jimmy's fault. It's just the way his body is. You know, he looks like he's in. He looks like he's in amazing shape. Homeboy's got yeah. a six pack. You know. Yeah, I don't get it. You know, does does he need ten more pounds of muscle? Maybe that would help. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But uh, I just know that Jimmy's soft. You know, I don't think he's a soft player. I just think. I just think. You know, physically he's soft. <laughs> his body body tissue doesn't hold up very well in the NFL. So uh, unless he has, you know, a terrific line. Um, it's going to be really hard for Jimmy to stay on the field consistently. And some of that is mental too, to what degree, I'm not sure, but you know, some of it's got to be mental. I don't know. But um, you know, Jimmy seems to do all the right things. He says all the right things. He's obviously well liked in the locker room and he's a, a leader. He's not a team captain for nothing. Um, he's definitely a leader on in this team and he does a good job leading this group and, you know, making believers out of everybody. But the problem is he just can't stay on the field. I mean, this, this is not rocket science. Jimmy's just not, uh, he's unfortunately, just not a healthy quarterback. I think the thing that, that we do look at with Jimmy, like you said, it, it's not something that he can, can necessarily control. And one thing that has driven me nuts about Seattle is that Russell Wilson will not get hurt. It was like Brett Favre. Brett Favre in the 90s would not get hurt. And something about them allows them to keep playing. And, and like you said, I, I want to be a believer in Jimmy. But it's hard when you see that he did, that his the best ability, which is availability, is not there. Yeah, and I agree with you what you were saying earlier about uh, about drafting a QB. I honestly think the only way Jimmy would lose his starting job next year is in a blockbuster package with the Dallas Cowboys, and we get Dak Prescott, and they get Jimmy, and they get our first round. Like it's a king's ransom. That's the only way Jimmy leaves. It's a king's ransom. You know, our father, unofficial fourth member of the Goldcast, thinks that the Niners get rid of him and D Ford and save a bunch of money and then go draft a quarterback. I don't think they. That's a you know, as Dell Dell, as you pointed out, that's a three year setback. 
and I don't think the Niners are willing to do that. That that kill that kills Kittle's window. That kills if if we can get Hurd, Debo, Ayuk all on the field. That kills their window. I mean, it it puts us in a really tough position. I think the only way that Jimmy loses that job next season, aside from I mean, I'm terrified every time he gets hit. But like the only way that he loses that job is if they it's a it's some sort of blockbuster package. And he gets replaced by one of these other quarterbacks that is, you know, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I know, you know, him and LaFleur don't get along. And I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers gets along with anybody, but that's just Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it'd be like we get Aaron Rodgers or we get Dak Prescott but or, or these guys. But then here's the here's the thing now. And I've seen these things toted around NFL 49ers Twitter, too. Who the hell's going to trade us Dak Prescott or 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 Aaron Rodgers for Jimmy G in a first round pick when you're afraid this guy's going to get hurt after the first game? And what what I mean, Jerry Jones might be that dumb. He really might be, but I I don't I just don't see it. I just don't see any team any team accepting a trade offer for their franchise quarterback to take our often injured franchise quarterback off our hands. I just don't see that being a possibility. I I would be very surprised if Jerry did that. Uh, you know, to me, it, that would be more like an Al Davis move. I can't see Jerry Jones parting ways with Dak. Um, Jerry Jones is actually a pretty good GM. He's got a pretty good eye for talent. He's, he's, he's hit some pretty big home runs on that team. The only thing he sucks at is picking the coach. That's the only, the only area where his eye seems to miss. Um, but he's great at picking quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. He's got all those pieces in place. Um, he just needs to, A, get some better defenders out there and get a better coach. But, again, that is the Tombstone cast if you want to hear more about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> that is the We Wish Troy Aikman was still on the team cast. That is uh, also, also a.k.a. Uh, Zeke will never be Emmett cast. You have to go there. And to find out more information, I listened to Tio on the Star Cast. That's that's a good one. That's a good. Uh, I like one. that cast. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that's cast. that's a good cast. Well done, well done. Pretty sure it's just Tio talking to himself for about forty-five minutes. <laughs> no, looking into a mirror. Tio <laughs> talking about uh, 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 Tony Romo. That's pretty much what he is. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they put him on CBS? <laughs> Yeah, so you know that I think that is that the only the only way you get Jimmy G not starting next year is is that situation just is basically where we get a you're getting some sort of blockbuster quarterback capable of starting and playing in the NFL right now. Uh, you know, people are people. I've heard this too. Uh, you know, like oh, you know, the, you know, they've got to go into the draft and, and find their Patrick Mahomes. There's only one Patrick Mahomes. Uh, there, there, there are no, there, there is no other Patrick Mahomes that's going to in this year's draft. There's Patrick Mahomes isn't available in every draft. If that were the case, you'd have 32 of the greatest NFL teams you've ever seen because we'd all have a Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that, that's not, that's not possible. Um, Patrick Mahomes is a once in a generation player, and uh, and there's no guarantee he's going to the Super Bowl this year either. So the this is uh, the idea that we're just going to. That some guy, that that guy is waiting out there, and then you pointed out accurately, he sat behind Alex Smith for a full year, then started, lost lost in the the what the AFC Championship last year to, to Patriots, the and Patriots. then 
Yeah, and then and then uh uh and then one against the 49ers and and luckily for him we made a couple real major mistakes that gave him some window of opportunity or else we'd be hoisting that Lombardi trophy and everyone would be asking about uh you know about the future of Andy Reid and the yeah. Chiefs. Didn't he throw two, he threw two two picks in that game? That was not his best yeah. Mahomes game. He's actually really good with protecting the football, but he did he w- had a little bit of the jitters in that game. It, it was just the, the pass that mattered at the at the biggest moment is when he came through. So kudos I, to him. I I think what you also see is uh, some 49ers fans get get lost in the idea. You know, I don't know if you guys read the the book Good to Great. In in there he says good is the enemy of great, right? And so they they get in this we need to dump the good in the, in pursuit of the great. But the I think the problem that we have with that is that so off this isn't a, this isn't a formula when you're talking about drafting a quarterback when you're talking about upgrading this position i've heard people tank for for trevor lawrence you know same thing happened when we were in 2015 or 14 it was tank for goff right i think that was the the big thing and we saw goff throw some really ugly interceptions last sunday against the dolphins team i mean that where that could not manufacture anything on offense um that you get so lost in this if we just have this the top pick in the draft we're going to get a mahomes no you're not no you're not you're not guaranteed anything with that and so we can tank this year we can move on from jimmy g and if 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 who we draft is not that guy you've not only punted away the the next two years you're punting away the next five years the next six years and put yourself in kyle shanahan's shoes you know you can get to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. You've done it. You know you got six minutes away from a Super Bowl. You watched the film and you saw that you were just a couple plays away from a Super Bowl trophy. Are you really willing to punt that away for the possibility that you may get something better or for the possibility that you're now going to be gone for five years set back, which is near the end of your contract? Are you really going to do that? I don't see it happening. I agree. I agree. Uh, Raymond, final record for the 49ers this season. What do you think it's going to be? Six and ten. Johnny. Same, six and ten. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we all agree. All right, what say you, Goldcast Nation? Let us know in the comments. Go to YouTube.com slash the Goldcast. What do you think our final record is? What do we do about the QB situation? Let us know in the comments. And we will be back next week. More guests, uh, more just a little bit more, a little bit more uh, looking across the landscape, and so concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host Rudy Salisa third, and with me is my brother, my co-host Raymond Salisa first, baby, and our esteemed co-host Johnny Dell. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same Gold Cast time, same Gold Cast channel. This is, is the Gold Cast.